Welcome to Vows to Keep Radio with David and Tracy Sellers. The mission of Vows to Keep is to help couples develop a biblically healthy marriage through the application of God's Word and a deeper relationship with Him. They desire to help you and your spouse grow closer to each other and closer to the heart of God's design for your marriage. Now, here's David and Tracy with today's broadcast. Hey, we are David and Tracy Sellers, and we made vows to keep. On November 3rd, 2001, no less. And we're still working on our marriage today, and we know that marriage takes intentionality. In fact, we did something else a few years ago, in fact, just this last fall, that took a lot of intentionality. And that was getting debt-free. Woohoo! <laughs> so for us, that meant using the cash system. Yeah, from Dave Ramsey, you know, those bulky envelopes that were in my purse for years and years, and each of them had a certain dollar amount for the different things that we allotted for and just so you know, she doesn't do that anymore. So if you're a purse snatcher who's who's looking to get rich, <laughs> don't grab her purse. She's got like a buck in it. No, now. actually, I don't anymore because I went to the library yesterday and they wouldn't let me check out my book uh, unless I paid my fee. So I actually have no money in my purse whatsoever right now. <laughs> but for years, we really did have really thick wallets and it helped us to keep track of all those things. We had a grocery budget. We had clothes, gas, miscellaneous. A date fund. We Restaurant for sure. And it was a great way to keep track of how much we actually had and not go over. Now, of course, dinners at home are going to be cheaper, David, but... When you're trying to save money and you realize, you know what, we cannot eat at home tonight. We, we need to go out and enjoy Yeah, ourselves. we just got to get out of here. So I look in the cash envelope, how much is in there? <laughs> like, eh, it's a $5 bill and about four ones. Yeah, so you're going to the dollar menu. Yeah, we can go to Wendy's tonight. That works <laughs> out just fine. Less than 10 bucks, we can feed our family of five. Yeah. It was easier when our kids were younger, but we still do it. We've done it recently, <laughs> We've done in it fact. recently. We skimmed, we saved for many years, and finally, just this last fall, we did get to our debt-free goal. It was little by <laughs> little, but it really was totally worth it. Now, today's Vows to Keep broadcast is not about money. It's not about getting debt-free. And those are very worthy subjects. But listen, we want to use that analogy because mm -hmm. we want you to think about your marriage just like you think about your finances and your budget. Today, we're going to go over a checklist of sorts of how to get to where you want to be in your relationship, tangible ways mm -hmm. in which you can make progress, just like the envelope system as it relates to your finances. Yeah, totally. What is a way that we can get there? Well, a lot of times... I'll go throughout my day and I, I know I've got marriage goals in the back of my head. Like, I know I want to love you. I know I want to be intentional towards you, but it doesn't end up totally working out. And it's kind of like when you go to get debt free, it's not like you're just going to wake up one morning and look at each other and say, Hey, we're debt free today. It was actually really small, intentional steps to get there. And so in our marriage, I just want to be more intentional. And I know you really are that way towards me. So you've really inspired me to do this. You've inspired me actually to make a plan. And since we have vows to keep radio, I thought maybe I could share this plan with other people. But honestly, this is really for me today. This is the road to reach the destination that I want to get to. And I want to make those small progressive steps. And it reminds me as we were working to get debt free and all of our debts, it really boiled down to the fact that we had to be so intentional on all the little things mm -hmm. that those added up to be something big and significant in the right. end and to paint off our house in the end. There's a business here in town and they change the sign outside often. I just read this one this morning. It was pretty funny. But last week's sign was, the only place that success comes before work is in the dictionary. Get it? Like S comes before W. And 
how true that is. Because if you think about it, that happens in all areas of life. The farmer, he doesn't expect to just walk out in his field one day and say, hey, what a great harvest. <laughs> no, he's had to fertilize and till and plant and water and weed. And then the abundance comes. And, and he has to drive all those awesome tractors around too. Totally. And we get I'm to, pass, we get to pass them on the road. <laughs> so each day in your marriage as well, in our marriage, there's a harvest that's just waiting for us. But we've got to intentionally pour in those resources so we can eventually pull out the harvest in the end. And really, we have all the resources that we need. We have God's word. We have his power on the inside of us. We've got his love as our model. We can get there. But the crux of the whole thing is that even with goals in sight, if we don't have a plan, if we don't have a strategy for success, if we don't have ways to put feet to the work that Christ gave us to be in each other's lives, we might not actually get to where we want to go. Well, let me ask you a question. How is your thought life? That's a, that's a hard thing. What's going on in your head throughout the course of the day? So it's good to step back and think, okay, are my thoughts pleasing to God? What's my thought life? This is a question for myself today, so I want you to answer it too. For me, most days my mind feels like a jumble of fears, responsibilities, anxieties. I have half thought out plans and they're very rarely totally carried out. I have very short-sighted prayers. Even those prayers might not even get all the way to the end. I start praying a prayer and then I get distracted (laughs) with something else. As you can tell, my mind feels really scattered and disorderly. And you can probably see that as my husband because you're getting the effects of that. And it just seems like I touch just a fraction of what really matters throughout the day. And I don't want my life to be that way. I want to go as deep as God has called me to go. And don't worry, this totally relates back to the strategy because what goes on in your mind is eventually what's going to come out in your actions. The psalmist prays this prayer. He says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, Lord. I don't want to go to bed at night knowing that I should have invested in my marriage relationship. I should have invested in my kids, but I just couldn't wrap my mind around what that looked like. I wanted to, but I'm going to go to sleep again and wake up tomorrow morning and I'm going to be in the same spot. So today's topic is all about those small progressive steps that you need to take in your marriage to enjoy love and unity and have grace not only happening in your thought life but in our marriage philippians 4 8 says that whatever is true whatever is honorable honorable and worthy of respect whatever is right and confirmed by god's word whatever is pure and wholesome whatever is lovely and brings peace whatever is admirable and of good repute if there is any excellence if there's anything worthy of praise think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and plant them in your heart. Yeah, that's from the Amplified version of the Bible. And I I specifically love the line that says, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, because that's what we're talking about. Everything that we're going to be talking about on this marriage checklist that we're going to be giving you just a minute, 10 steps, basically 10 things to check off throughout the day. They're all centered and confirmed around God's word. And verse nine, as Paul writes this in Philippians chapter four, goes on to say, keep putting into practice all that you've learned. There's that direct connection between what we think about and what we do, because we never act apart from what we're thinking about. So lately, well, of course, always we're trying to eat right, right? And it doesn't always work (laughs) out, but we've got some chocolate bars up in the kitchen cupboard because we made s'mores the other night with the kids because we did a big burn pile out back. So I'm thinking about a snack Um, in the other room. I'm like, gosh, what sounds good right now? I know that chocolate bar is up there. So you know what's going to happen when I walk in the kitchen, right? I'm going to go for the chocolate bar. 
But if I really want that sugar, I'm thinking about it. But in my mind, before I go in the kitchen, I'm thinking the banana is probably a better option. The outcome as I walk out of the kitchen is going to be completely different. So even though we can take our family of five out for dinner Mm -hmm. for $10 or less, you got to realize that when it comes to resources and we think about financial resources Mm -hmm. as a finite amount, God has given us a limitless amount. So literally today's show is really not about saying, hey, you need to have a certain amount of money in the bank. It is about saying, I know that God has limitlessly given to me in my life. And now I have the opportunity Mm -hmm. to apply those things and give them to my wife, to give them to my spouse. I want to tell you where this show actually first started from. The other night, David's phone was laying on the kitchen counter, I think, and he was in the other room and it dinged, kind of a funny ding, like a reminder ding. And so I went over and looked at it and it said, give Tracy a 30 minute or 20 minute back rub tonight at nine o'clock. I'm like, how cool is that? That he's thinking that far in advance, thinking about what would be meaningful to me and then putting steps in to make it happen. I don't think, David, for you that that was a, oh, I have to do this. Oh, it's 8.59. Like, <laughs> seriously, I just want to go to bed. You were probably thinking, I'm glad I put that reminder in my phone because now I can carry that out. Yeah, I, I find oftentimes for me, it's the very practical things. And that's a lot of what we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about today. The very practical things that you can do to make it to where you've thought strategically and you've given yourselves the tools to be successful mm-hmm. in applying God's love in your spouse's life. If you have a marriage question, please email questions at vowstokeep.com. Vows to Keep will respond to you via email and perhaps use it on the air. Now let's rejoin Vows to Keep Radio with David and Tracy Sellers. So we've got this list of 10 things today and we want to make it available to you So there's going to be a way to do that. Just listen to the end of the show here and we're going to make this list available to you because I want you to hang this somewhere that's really prominent in your house. I'm going to do this too because I have a very forgetful mind and if I have something right in front of me, I'm more likely to do it and I want to do these things. Let's go with number one. Yeah, so number one on our list, and these are not in any particular order, is to invest in her long term. What I mean by that is know what her love language is and make a plan to be strategic. Mm-hmm. Love languages are oftentimes overlooked and not thought through. Definitely. Yeah. I, I think about my love language, of course, first, when's the last time he did that for me, but I don't often think, okay, this is his love language. Not only what can I do today to meet that, but how can I make a plan for the long term? So sometimes it is easier to think just two minutes down the road okay, dinner's just around the corner and I know he likes this meal. Okay, that's easy. But how about a month from now? How about tomorrow? How about next week? Those are things that take thought. And for wives, it might be something as simple as going out and buying something you know he would like to see you in privately and not (laughs) telling him about it, just putting it on and enjoying that physical time with him. And that is not even something that happens at the epic high point of your love life. This is just something on a Tuesday afternoon, right? Husbands, this is like bringing home flowers for your wife when there is no problems. There's there's not anything you're trying to make up for. There's there's not something you're trying to to do anything mm-hmm. of just just blessing her with those sort of things. But let's think a little further out. What what does it mean to to plan an overnight together? Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes that means that you need to plan to save you need to start coordinating a babysitter two months in advance. And there's a lot of, with those overnights, with those special getaways, there's a lot of the love languages that actually get hit. 
right? Absolutely. The physical intimacy, the quality time together, the special gifts. What am I missing? The words of affirmation, those all come in those times away together. Maybe even it's just going out to dinner down the road. It sparks things that don't sometimes happen within your four walls. So I'm not sure what's easier for you. Maybe for you, the listener, it's easier to think two minutes down the road. Maybe it's easier to think two months down the road because sometimes we're just in each other's space all the time. We're just kind of doing like the superficial stuff. We don't think about, okay, what does she need right now? Or what does he need right now? And David, you are very good at this. So I want you to take this one. (laughs) Well, I always find that for me, it's so important every time I walk into a situation where you're at, for me to be an observer, to be a student of where you're at and what is happening in your life. And even if you're upset, you might even be yelling at me and saying (laughs) how upset you are about something to be strategic about how I'm going to react. And and that is really to say that sometimes my first thought in that situation isn't what comes out. And and over the, the course of our marriage, I've been able to work to that point in which my first thought in most situations is what does she need? Now, there are some really critical things that I always try to share with guys as I'm talking with them about this. And the first thing is, if you are trying to get a desired response out of your spouse, that's manipulation. Yeah, now, if you're sure. trying to get the correct response out of yourself mm-hmm. by by taking that time to really be a student of your spouse, and you want to be godly and Christ-like in how you react, mm-hmm. that is the kind of strategic thinking mm-hmm. I want to talk about here. Totally. And this is all daily stuff. This is something we got to stay current with our spouse on what's going on with them right there in that moment. And I think thinking in this way is going to lead us to number three on our list, which is really to invest in your marriage and to think about how you can ease your spouse's load right there and right then. It's really tangible when we look at verses like Galatians 6, 2, that says when we bear each other's burdens, that's when we fulfill the law of Christ. So what's your spouse's burden right now. Okay. So I'm looking out my kitchen window right now. Well, not right (laughs) now, but earlier this morning. And there is yellow instead of green. Like, okay, (laughs) that's really driving me crazy. So one thing David could do, I'm not asking him to do this, of course, but this would just be a a practical example. He could go buy a spreader and just get some weed killer and, and take care of it. Maybe for you, your spouse is just really overwhelmed by finances and it feels slightly like out of control. We've been there before. Mm -hmm. Make the spreadsheet pay the bills on time and ease that load off of them. I remember when we had young kids at home and especially before they were in school, a lot mm-hmm. of times I would come home and you'd have spent many long hours with them. And, and as much as you did love them, mm-hmm. it was always refreshing to you when I would say, Hey, I think the bathtub, mm-hmm. the bathtub's going to fly away unless you go in and you get in it. And I think for all spouses, there is something that's refreshing to them. So find out what that is and then make a plan to make it happen. Maybe it's been a while since the two of you have been intimate together. Then ease his burden and, okay, you can fill in the rest on that one. I don't need to go any further. But you don't have to always be a mind reader. And I think people in marriage think, okay, I've known this lady for 20 years and, you know, I think I've got her all figured out or I might not have her all figured out. But don't be a mind reader. Literally, number four on our list is to ask. Ask her what you can do for her right then, that moment, that day. Yeah, that is very critical. And I think a lot of husbands actually have resigned to the fact that truly they don't know what is needed. Mm -hmm. So I've got some interesting answers when I've asked David this question. (laughs) I was thinking about this. So he will ask me anything from 
I'm out of deodorant. Will you please stop by Walmart <laughs> and pick me up some deodorant? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. But there's been times where I, I've forgotten to write it on my list and I forgot. So, okay, I got to ease his burden the next day with his deodorant. <laughs> so you can borrow mine if you want to. But oh. no, okay. So, but sometimes he's like, the way you can really help me today, what I really need is just be super physical with me. You said that to me recently. Like you, something was happening at work. It just, life was just not looking super up at the moment. And you're like, I just need you to kiss me, hug me, hold me, hold my hand, just whatever throughout the day. All right, I can do that. When you don't necessarily always understand what's going on, you just need to ask and you need to mm -hmm. see what's on her heart. Sometimes she's going to say, I don't know what I need. And, mm -hmm. and those are, those are okay. Sometimes I even have to just affirm to Tracy, like, listen, I'm not trying to mm -hmm. fix you, right? but I, you know, if there is something that jumps out, I'd love mm -hmm. to know it. What that means though, is the next step is to really dig into what's happening in her heart. So it's yeah. a perfect time for us to put into action. What's number nine on our list. We're not going to get there just yet. Mm -hmm. But what I try to do is always make sure that I am praying with Tracy right then and right there. Yeah. And I think a lot of times what's on our minds, whether we say it in answer to each other's question or not, is physical intimacy. It's on our minds. Maybe we are both wondering um, how we can get there tonight. We're both tired out from life's demands. Maybe we're both feeling or one of us is feeling complacent about our sex life with our spouse. So our number five on your marital checklist here is to meditate on your spouse physically. You might not have expected that on this list, but we really wanted to put it on there. Yeah, guys, I find this to be really important because having a pure mind in our culture is really pretty challenging. Definitely. So we have to choose over and over again to be God glorifying in our thoughts and not only in our thoughts toward our spouse, but our mm -hmm. thoughts toward others. So what that means is God has given you an outlet mm -hmm. for that kind of thing. So you have full permission to let yourself be mentally all over your spouse. But a lot of times we don't go there. We used to, like when we were first dating or first engaged or first married, we were like, you know, mentally gaga, like, you know, oh, I can't wait till I can kiss him next. But then we get married and have kids and life goes on and we don't stop. Everything's just so busy. We get overwhelmed. We're in go mode. And we don't let ourselves mentally go there, but I think it is super healthy to slow down for a minute, to thank God for this gift of this partner in my life, to have a mental image of my spouse and let myself go there. It's really healthy for us and it keeps our hearts pure towards one another and towards God. So let's hit number six right now on our marital checklist. Yeah, and that is to take our thoughts captive. Many times the barrier to physical intimacy mm -hmm. is really what's happening in our hearts. Yeah. So if we don't stay current with our spouse and we don't necessarily know what's going on, mm -hmm. as important as it, as it is, sometimes what's even more powerful than that is that we, we have to stay current with God. Totally. So if we let some ungodly, worrisome, lustful, fearful thought rule us, we have to take our thoughts captive. Many marriages, I think, are totally overwhelmed by a spouse who's trying to make some other functional relationship serve as God. And what I mean by that is that we can actually try to put our spouse in the God spot. Yep. So my first reaction when, when I'm in a terrible crisis might be to turn and dump all of that on Tracy. Mm -hmm. And you do that repeatedly over time. And guess what happens? You burn up a relationship. Mm -hmm. You toast someone because they're not meant to be God. So when problems turn up, in your relationship, you have got to turn to God first. The other thing I think is so critical is, is to recognize that your mind can be Satan's playground. 
2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So if you do this, first, you will save yourself from making your spouse an idol, mm-hmm. and you'll also save your marriage by, by preparing your thoughts before you go to your spouse and recognizing that there's times where you really desperately need to have your thoughts taken before mm-hmm. the Lord first. Yep, definitely. We only have a couple of minutes left here on Vows to Keep Radio today, and we really want to get through all 10 of these, if at all possible. So we're going to go on to number seven. And this one is something that we bypass a lot of times, but I think it's so important. Remind yourself who God is. Remind yourself who you are in him and remind yourself who your spouse is. Because a lot of times we give ourselves a lot of license. There's a lot of wiggle room that we give ourselves. We're doing just fine. But our spouse, we tend to come down on them with judgment. Have you ever noticed that, David? Absolutely. Yeah. And so when we remind ourselves who God is and the gospel and what Jesus has done for us, then we get a clearer perspective of who we are and who our spouse is. And the grace comes much more easily. But when they don't behave how we want them to, what are we going to do with that? That's number eight. Are we going to fulfill our role as a husband to protect, lead, and love? Are we going to fulfill our role as a wife to help, to love, respect, and submit, even if our spouse is totally tanking? (laughs) And as we look at this on the list, number eight, what are some practical things we can do right now to help my husband? What are some practical things you can do right now to help lead your wife? Those are the kinds of questions we need to be asking ourselves throughout the day that is so important. And number nine lends itself right into Mm, that because that is about praying with your spouse. If you've got in the back of your mind that this is a daily checklist, you Mm -hmm. are totally right. Yep. And we are proposing that you pray with your spouse every day. And I'm not just talking about at meals. When she's got tears in her eyes because she is stressed out and overwhelmed and you don't have an answer, guess what, buddy? That's the perfect time to submit yourself to the Lord. When he's heading out the door to a difficult day at work and you know how hard it's going to be, wrap your arms around him. Give him a big smackaroo and pray out loud for his day. When you know your spouse is struggling against temptation, when they're letting their emotions rule them, When they're driving you crazy, that is the time to pray, not only with them, but also to pray for them. Pray that God's will be done in their life. Pray that their minds will be renewed by the truth of God's word. Pray that they would hunger and thirst after righteousness. Pray for your spouse every single day. And last but not least, by any stretch, number 10 to round out today's broadcast. Think about one thing that you're thankful for today in your spouse, in your marriage, in your family. And then don't keep it inside. Tell somebody, tell your spouse, this is what I'm thankful for today. Tell your God, this is how I've seen you working. And I'm so grateful. And it gives you hope for tomorrow. It's such a great way to end the day every single day. We're going to highly recommend that you get a hold of this list mm-hmm. and put it in a prominent spot Definitely. in your house. You can go to our Facebook page and check out the details about that at facebook.com slash vows to keep. Think about the thoughts that you're thinking about. Bring them before the Lord. God was deliberate towards you. He was strategic in his plan to adopt you into his family, to make his son the sacrifice for you. You were not an afterthought for him. So let's not let our spouse be an afterthought for us. Psalm 139 says, How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. 
God thinks about you so much that he says if you were to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. I want to invest in my marriage, but it's going to take some planning. It's going to take some intentionality. My marriage has an intended destination. Mm -hmm. Just like when we started to try to get debt free, I want to get there. I don't want to go throughout my day mentally numbed by everything that's happened around me. So today I'm going to pray. Today I'm going to ask. Today I'm going to pursue. Today I'm going to bear a burden. And today I'm going to be thankful. Vows to Keep is supported by a team which includes biblical coaches, writers, and pastoral advisors. If you have a desire to serve marriages in your community, we would love to hear from you. Vows to Keep is a not-for-profit marriage ministry designed to bring God's encouraging truth to the marriages of our area. As a not-for-profit organization, our commitment to Christ-like marriages includes providing much-needed services regardless of a couple's financial ability to offset the cost of Vows to Keep operations. If you are unable to donate your time or abilities but would like to help support Vows to Keep financially, visit VowsToKeep.com and click on the donate link. This program is sponsored by Vows to Keep of Zanesfield, Ohio.